Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The ladles are hung by the chimney with care, with hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Ah, Christmas time. I'm just hanging all the stockings and getting everything ready for the, for the big day. Left out some milk and tilapia for Santa. Plenty of chow mein under the Christmas tree. Let me make sure they have their baggage claim tickets firmly attached. Let's double check the gifts. Chance, I got him some sushi and Diet Coke. He loves those. For TJ, I got a Motorola Moto X. You know, I, seems like he's using his iPhone a little bit too much considering his current situation. Let's see, I got some gifts for myself and artificial forehead beard. That'll come in handy. A No Chicken Facials t-shirt. That's always fun. And a glow-in-the-dark map of my closet. Oh, what's that? What's that noise? What, I, that's a strange... What? what? Uh, oh, TJ? Cash. TJ? Oh, my God. I, I didn't even realize this was your building. Um, you, you're, you have soot all over you. I'm a with- chimney sweep. I do it on the weekends for money. And... Sorry, there's. I, I left my... I left my power generator on upstairs. Let me just go that. I'll be right back. Oh, now it's starting Sorry. again. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Oh, my God. You have soot all over you. Yeah. I expected Santa for a second there, well, but it's not till From the day that I saw Mary Poppins. I didn't know you were a chimney sweep. I wanted to be a chimney sweep, at least on the side, part-time. Okay. That's, That's what I've been doing. The holiday season is obviously much more 
It's a lot busier, you know, because okay. you've got a lot more chimneys. Santa yeah. Claus is coming down the chimneys. They've got to be clean. Mm, I mean, otherwise, yeah. he just looks like a Ridiculous. mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. imagine. Yeah, Covered in soot. Covered in soot. I never thought about that. How just does like he... a Kenyan runner. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people thought that, that Santa just had a soot repellent on his body. But you're saying, actually, the chimneys themselves. you got to clean the chimneys beforehand. I yeah. sweep them. They call me a chimney sweep. And, uh, what is that in your hand? Is I don't that a always broom? do it. What no, is that? this is a copy of uh, the lyrics from Mary Poppins' uh, "Chim Chimney Chim Chimney Chim Chim Chiru." <laughs> I'll sing that sort of sometimes when I'm kind of on, you know, on my way down a chimney. But I, this is amazing. I didn't even realize that this was your house. You'll, uh, yeah, I mean, this is amazing. I thank you. For, I mean. Yeah, this is great. So, okay, so I was just finishing, kind of putting my gifts together and kind of yeah. putting the stockings up and hanging everything with care. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you do realize the whole Santa thing. There's no really, there's no Santa. You do realize about You tend to put everything up with care, I've noticed. Yeah, that's true. You know, there are very few things that you sort of put up with abandon, especially mm-hmm. stockings mm-hmm. and wreaths. And mistletoes. Yeah, especially the mistletoes. I mm-hmm. put those in really unique places. Absolutely. You know, you know you're putting the mistletoe. You're not always putting it in, in a doorway, an archway, or in the ceiling. You will sometimes put it under a coffee table, in the refrigerator, just places that the woman isn't expecting. Yeah. Why don't people hang mistletoe on their belly button? Just to kind of... To sort of encourage, encourage. a fellatio? Yeah. yeah. I think because it wouldn't work. I just came and up also, with that. Who, wants to, really who think, wants to blow a guy that has a mistletoe really think, navel ring? In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. Hang some mistletoe on your belly button. I just came up with that. I do believe that's a practical living. I'm going to say, practical living-wise, I'm going to argue and say, hang a little mistletoe on your thighs. On your thighs. Then when the girl's like, I'm sorry, am I supposed to be kissing your knees right now? You can say... Kiss my knees, if you please, but right above is my thing that starts with the D. Oh, okay. So you're trying to rhyme your way into it. Yeah, I've rhymed a lot of women into bed. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, it's not uh, easy to do. It would really fuck with your head the number of women that I've rhymed into bed. Rhyming women into bed. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll what just, poets try. And to it's do. not limericks. That's either. what poets. That's what good poets try. Yeah, to Yeah, but I don't even know if they're doing it. I'm talking about. Elementary limes, you know, okay. like limes or rhymes, limes, elementary limes. I'll say like, hey, listen, <laughs> if you think you're a slut or you think you're a tart, let's finish with lemons and with limes, we'll start. Mm, okay. And yeah. I'll kind of be like, what does that mean? What's happening? And by that time, I'll be naked in the bed and I'll say, do what you will and do what you want. But let's be blunt. I have a dick and you have a... And by that time, usually <laughs> oh, they've left. Yeah. They yeah. have. They've gone. And, yeah, and this is the Christmas episode. So well, this is the holiday season yeah, but episode. There's 12. So we, Listen, yeah. it, you know, there's 12 wishes. There's every, two, there's every... Yeah, we have 12 and a half uh, I love that. That's days one, of Christmas. That's one of the reasons we have 12 and a half days of Christmas this year. That's that's why I put so much into this chimney sweeping. You're doing a great job. It's so important that Santa Claus has a clean, has a clean entryway safe, to deliver. Yeah, well, there's but, really no Santa that you don't really... There's no actual. One of the things Santa. I love about Santa is that so morbidly obese. You know, I mean, in a way that any other person, I think they would really say, "You've got to lose weight. You've got to stop." And he, 
I don't know. There's a, there's a magic to to being open to being obese and having that be a, one of the main characteristics mm. of you. Yeah. Well, that's why really that's why I was leaving him tilapia, just as sort of a weight loss type thing. Then he's going to go to someplace else. They're going to leave him two sleeves of fucking double stuff Oreos. Mm, good point. Good point. <laughs> you I mean, read really, those at 11 a.m.? A lot of people don't realize that Santa, uh, the Santa you see, the really large, obese Santa, is the not... fat, right. jolly, <clears throat> white-haired, In the off-season, he loses all that weight, and he, and he goes down to Gandhi-type right. shape. And then during the Christmas season... Because he goes through all the chimneys, he builds all that. He builds it, builds up. it back yeah, up with sure, sleeves of Oreos sure, and sure, McFlurries sure, and things sure, of that nature, sure, and then he loses it during the off sure. season. So you wouldn't recognize Santa in the middle of July. I've seen him. Yeah, if you see him on the street in July, you're going, "Who's this sickly fucking weirdo in a red suit?" Exactly. You see him during Christmas, well. you're going, "Am I naughty? Am I nice? Where do I fall?" Hey, do you want to do a podcast while you're? Because uh, you, you, you know, you you need to rest anyway. It looks like you've been doing this chimney. I've got two or three other chimneys on this yeah. block, but you know what? Fuck them. Let's do it. Because I know for a, a fact that one of the homes kids was naughty. So let's do a hot. Only thing he can give me again is coal. Yeah. You don't need a chin. During your chimney is clean, you give coal to a baby. Let's do a hot, spicy, tasty, uh, hot, spicy, tasty nog pod. Yeah? Nog pod. Right, let's do a nog pod. pod. A nog pod. Let's, let's nog a pod out. Let's do it. Let's kick it off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, uh, triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round, holiday style, holiday style. Is Mrs. Claus okay with Santa's hectic work schedule, or are the elves around to meet her needs? I mean, a lot of people don't point out the this fidelity is the first, issues. Between, this is the first you know. holiday season that I've heard you or anyone kind of bring up the idea that the elves are having sexual intercourse with Mrs. Claus. This is where we work, right I here like, on the edge. I, of, I, we we, I we like work to, on the edge. I like to case. think that um, – I like to think about everything. Maybe that's why I stay in these relationships for a little too long is that, you know, I'd like to think she knows what she's getting into. You know, mm. you marry Santa Claus. You know he's busy during a certain time of year. It's just the months – Leading up to Christmas and yeah, for months afterwards, months. it's going to be – he'll be completely absent. Well, the months afterwards, he needs to rest. But I'd say April and May, he's able to, to really give out some great lovemaking when he's relaxed. You know, He's just under a lot of stress in November and December. Am I right? Yeah. I just hope that – I, I hope, they, I hope I mean, they have a good what, relationship. What kind of elf – would sleep with their boss's <laughs> wife. It's just, it's despicable. I know they're little, I know they're magical, I know they're re- relegated to sort of workmen's, you know, it's just not fair. I yeah. don't know, I just... Well, fidelity's difficult, though. And people ask me, like, how do you stay loyal to your wife? And I think the key is just, it's almost like a 12-step program. I think you just have to take it one day at a time. Every morning you wake up and decide. Just, just one day at a time. I... Yeah. Occasional... I'll take it two days at a time. So two I'll, days at yeah, a time. I'll say, look, Monday, Tuesday, right now. Yeah, I'm not, a, go not enough twelve-step programs take things two days at a time. I don't even think there's any twelve-step programs that take things twelve days at a time. They're mm. like, look, in about a week and a half, we really need you to reassess and head back over here. Yeah, 
Is a day – okay, here's a, here's a question about fidelity. If you're taking something one day at a time or if you're on a 12-step program and you gain an hour or you lose – you gain an hour to your day for daylight savings, where does that hour fall? Which day does it fall with? And does that count as a – it doesn't really fare that you'd have to stay loyal to your pro- – don't you think drinking during that hour, there might be a loophole there? You love this loophole thing. I like the, I'm always looking for loopholes. Time for, yeah, I'm loophole looking for loopholes. Yeah. I, if you would say to April, you know, look, hey. During that hour. It's not even a real hour, day. Who knows what's going on? I mean, I, for, I, I actually, during last time there was a leap year, I left my family. I had a family. I had two kids. I had a house. I had a great mm-hmm. job as a public school teacher. <laughs> I left. And for that year, I just <laughs> fucked my way through most of, most of Southern Brazil. <laughs> and I couldn't understand a fucking word anything they were saying. I didn't speak yeah. Portuguese. The point is... You fucked your way through Brazil. I mean, I did. And, yeah. and by that, I mean that's actually how I moved. I wouldn't <laughs> leave one place until I, I had found someone I was fucking that it, it was at a further... I just went as far south in Brazil as you could. Yeah. You know, I, I was getting near the border of Chile, but it's like, you need to have your standards. So I I really, you know, I, I consider that leap year just, you know, bonus time. And, and mm. she did too. That's the great thing. There's not enough people fucking their way through countries. It's always like bloodshed and people are killing their ways through countries. And some of you these actually fucked yeah, your way you through really, an entire South American country. If you really think you're all powerful... <laughs> And you should be making absolutist decisions. Why don't you fuck everybody in the whole first. country? Yeah. Fuck the people first and before you kill them. let them at least them. know what you're yeah. like in that intimate way. Mm, yeah. Well, Clinton tried to do it, but we all, you know, we got accusatory with him. I feel bad. <laughs> I do. I look back. Uh, you see, he should have used the, uh, you know, the extra hour of the day policy, it, it, the loophole. You know, if he had... If the Lewinsky thing had happened on one of those extra stretch days, call them stretch days, those 25 But you, days. I, you can never know when that's, you know. You never know when that's going to happen. It's just hard to orchestrate. It really yeah. is. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, uh, number question two. two. Question two. Holiday Christmas music makes you buy more or makes you leave store? I mean, you rhymed me right into bed just Yeah, then. see, I almost got you. We should go to Brazil right now. <laughs> and just fuck our way <laughs> through the rest of it for all the northern. Um, you know I, I hate it Christmas depends. I know, but We I, talked about this last year. I went to a Thai food restaurant, and they had so much Christmas music. And it was so loud, and there was a Christmas tree. And there's something really funny about that, so I enjoyed that. That being said, yeah, if you go into an Abercrombie Fitch where I exclusively buy my clothing at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Christmas music makes you want to leave earlier. You don't. We don't need this. Why do we have to be told – in Los Angeles is different because there's no season. So it's sort of helpful. I almost yeah. like Christmas music to say, remember, it's December – you know, which is another. I've rhymed a girl in the bed just with that one. You know, remember? Can it's you December. rhyme a girl out of bed? I did. If you do a very poor yeah. rhyme, I see, I just made, to get her to leave. I made eggs in the kitchen, but that ain't for you. Get your ass to move in, you bitch. And <laughs> and that would get her to leave because the rhyme really wasn't that smooth, right? Yeah, they'll leave. Also, I yeah. call them a bitch, and which doesn't yeah. totally make sense. Yeah, we should. I think people should utilize poor rhyming more. Just really bad rhymes just to get people to go away. You, know? you can really do it. Another way to That's get them to go away is to go, you know, I just started writing poetry. Can I just read you a couple of pieces? I have them in my phone. 
I'll get someone away from yeah. you. Yeah. Or or you just yell out, Enough! Enough! Which is the way I like Stay it. here the party <laughs> dies now! <laughs> I, I, you know, you know that holiday music bothers me, and also uh, Sinatra music. I've never liked Sinatra's. I, I don't like to be in Las Vegas just because they play Sinatra so much. So it's a double whammy when Sinatra does holiday music. That's when I'm going to leave the store. You know, it's not fun for me. Right, I'll be like, when the shark bites with its teeth, dear, he shows them a, a pearly one. <laughs> Oh, the shark man. That's exactly, yeah. And, you know, if it had sounded more like that, maybe I wouldn't dislike it so much. I just am not into the Sinatra thing. That's, now, I, I do that's like, a perfect... You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yeah, is that written by him, or is that just your favorite Holly song? That's that's one of my favorites. Actually, you know, I was singing before he came what in. What does that tell us about you? I was singing you b- like before I came song. in. The, the, the song that I like the best is The, the Night Before Christmas, the, the musical version of it. I really sing that well. with my father every year, and I, I enjoy that. He plays piano, and we sing it. We've got a good rendition of it. We do. So it, that does mean a lot to me. But for the most part, the Christmas music I don't love. But this brings us to the triple banger lightning, lightning round. Question, question number three. three. Question three. three. Feed the world versus we are the world. Because I watched both uh, on uh, YouTube the other day. Have you seen those lately? We Are the World is is basically... What's the first one? Feed the World. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of saying understand one another as fundamentally human, so we got to feed them. Time. So I would prefer, you know, We Are the World, hopefully with the idea that people go, well, if we're the world, then... All these people that aren't eating or drinking or... Well, and Feed the World, has too, has a really dark line. Do you remember the the, the line? I think it's uh, where he goes, uh, uh, thank God it's... Is it, is it... Let them know it's Christmas time. Feed the world. Try, try, That's got to go from try, a special try, to try, YouTube try, try. And then he goes... Uh, uh, Thank God it's them instead of you or something. I think that's the line. Have you heard? It's very dark. There's a dark part of that it's song. There's thing. no darkness to We Are the World. No darkness. But here's the dark part of We Are the World if you watch it. And you should watch the YouTube of it. It's classic. <laughs> no Michael McDonald. How can you have We Are the World with no Michael McDonald? No, that doesn't it's, seem it makes sense financially. I guess I don't, you have to have Michael McDonald during that era doing We Are the World. So I think they should do a remake of the whole movie. What was the film? Well, there was no film of We Are the World. Although I think that's a good idea. I think that's. Uh... <laughs> You're saying that would be better it's... than Thriller. Uh... <laughs> okay, you're going off the rails now. Uh... No, yeah. no, I'm asking you. You you think We Are the World with Michael McDonald is, would be better than Thriller? Is that what you're saying? With Michael Jackson, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think Michael McDonald. <laughs> we are the world. We are the children. You know? You don't think so? I spoke with Michael McDonald recently. He said that he listens to the podcast and he has to actually hit mute when you start singing. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think that, mm. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to move it along to Where Were You. We don't have a Where Were You sound bite, so we're going to do that. We're going to sing it. Where were you? That was good. 
Yeah, I, I, I think we should use that instead of the soundbite from now on. I did a couple different family trips. Uh, we did them all before the holidays. I was home uh, for a little while, and then April's family came out. Um, here's the thing that I've noticed about family trips, and this is what people should know when they're about to go into the holidays. And you're going to go home, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going home. With the okay, here's what you should know what I've learned about family trips. Here's how it works. You're really excited about the family trip. You're about to see the family, right? Yeah. You're really excited. Uh, you can't wait. You get there. You're excited for a few days. And then everyone sort of realizes and remembers all the things they dislike about each other. And they get upset with each other. And there's a lot of like turmoil. And why did we even do this trip? This is the last trip we're ever going to do. And all those old demons are stirred up. And then on the last day of the trip, everyone realizes they truly love each other and they can't wait to do it again. There's a cycle on a family trip. So the key is to get through those middle days. Now, here's the question. In my family, there's always a disappearance, you know, where someone – what's the over-under in your family before someone says, we almost called the police? Mm. You, you bet three hours in my family. If I, if I leave for three hours without calling, someone claims they almost called the police. It'd have to be a day or two, yeah. Day or two. You could disappear for two days on a family trip. And no one would even threaten to call the police? Yeah, they just have to understand. They'd probably be like, he went to 7-Eleven and he met a really, really fun person <laughs> and he's living with him now. <laughs> he's fucking his way through Brazil right now. Yeah. He'll be back. He does things like this. He does things like that. Yeah. So y- y- is, it, is it similar on your family trips? I mean, I think I definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at sort of saying, all right, I know that you want – us all to be together all the time, but maybe I need like 15 minutes to take a walk or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So about 15 minutes. So yeah. that helps. But yeah, I, I mean, I really like my family, so we get along really well. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying I don't like my family. Let's make that clear. It feels but like saying- that was exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and before we started recording, you're like, God, I hate my fucking family. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I family. love my family. I'm just saying that people, sort of all the... Uh, Old issues come up mid-trip usually, and then everyone's upset with each other, and everyone's wondering if they could survive the trip. Now, the middle period, let's say the trip's like four days. The middle period can go about a day and a half where everyone wonders if they can survive. But if the trip's longer, it just extends out. So the middle part becomes a two- to three-day period where everyone's not sure if they should ever do it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's different for every family. I agree with that theory, though. Okay. Okay. And I think it's especially hard. I think the Thanksgiving trip is harder. To some extent, because it's hard to base an entire holiday on a meal at 2 p.m., you know? And you guys are eating really early. But I – yeah, I think I agree. Thanksgiving becomes less and less important just like New Year's. It's like for so long, Thanksgiving and New Year's in a person's life is about fulfilling an archetype and doing what you think is supposed to be done at this time. And as you get older, you're kind of like, really, New Year's? Like balloon drop? Kinda. Yeah. I have fucking balloons in my bathroom, dude. You you do. Hmm. Yeah. Where were you? I was setting up a very complicated release system for balloons in the bathroom for the thousandth time that I used the toilet. (laughs) You're going to celebrate that? Yeah, it'll be sort of a private thing. It'll just be me. It's a private celebration for the amount of time. I bought about 350 balloons. For the private celebration of your thousandth trip to the toilet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't celebrate that. That's true. The balloons go straight up just to the ceiling of the bathroom and then stay there. 
Yes, that's right. And I like. I hope they'll stay there for months because it makes me happy to remember. Reminds you what happened. Yeah, yeah. A thousand times in a lifetime. That doesn't seem like that many. You what know? do you mean? Doesn't seem like that many trips to the bathroom. A thousand times. Considering how many your times age. do you go to the bathroom a day? Um, usually about six to eight. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> then yes, by your definition, I'm fucked. <laughs> So you were doing that. Okay. All right. Let's move it along to the uh, essential questions of human nature. How do you feel about that? Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. We were talking about the gratefulness thing last week and the thing you sent me. We're going to have to send out a tweet with the grateful talk. Who was it that did it? I don't know exactly. What was his name? Someone did a TED Talk about gratefulness. And... It was pretty amazing. I thought it was pretty amazing. Basically, just to sum it up, it's just that you could choose to feel grateful for what's going on in your life. Like every day, most moments, you could feel grateful to be experiencing whatever you're experiencing. Uh, We tend to focus. There was was sort of a uh, a power of now feel to it that really, by not feeling grateful, we don't stay in the present. Um, you know, as long as you have enough to eat and enough, uh, you know, and you're physically comfortable, there's no reason not just to feel grateful that you're just alive. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool, it was a pretty cool Ted talk. It was one of the most inspiring things It kind of inspired me to do this thing, which has been kind of helpful for me. When I get up in the morning now, uh, for five minutes, I, uh, masturbate into a pillow. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I, uh, (laughs) why are you joking? That sounds like a great idea. For five minutes, I, I just write down uh, what I'm grateful for. And it kind of puts me in a better mood as the, as the day goes on. You know, I think I really? tend to have a default depression when I wake up. I'm always sort of like, oh, here's all the things I have to do. Yeah. Here's all the things I'm upset about. And I'm really bummed that I have that default position where every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, shit, you got so much to worry about today. Yeah. And uh, this has really helped just for five minutes a day. You wake up, just write down the things you're feeling good about in terms of what you feel lucky about. It's called taking inventory. Is that you what it's called? Count the things that you have, not the things that you don't have. Okay. I didn't know there was a phrase for it. Where did that phrase come from? From your lips? I made it out, your lips? out of my lips and I use it in my ears. And then you, you actually, your lips actually made a sound into the microphone and then people could hear it. That was it. And then the wind took it to wherever you're, wherever you're listening. So that was good. Well, I thought it was really cool. Thank you for sending that. That actually was the best part of my Thanksgiving. I was in the middle of my, my family trip there. And we, you know we hadn't eaten the two. Is it a tough family trip? No, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Like I said, it, we were towards the tail end of it at that point. But um, in any event, by the way, about the family trips, I do think it would be fun. April and I, I mean, we love our families, but sometimes it's less stressful to be on your own family trip. And I was thinking we could tag along with other families. Is it, I think that'd be a good idea to do like a surrogate family trip sometimes, like for the Christmas time. a great time, idea. I'd like us to, you know, I called a couple of my friends and said, why don't can we tag along with you on your family's family trip? And then we could just observe their uh, craziness, but, but you're not no really way. part of it. Well, my friend said I could, we could do it. So we may tag along on my friend's family trip and just stay like next door. And then when, you know, there's like, you know, we, where were you? We called the police, whatever. That's probably not going to come our way if we disappear because we're not really a part of the family. So what do you think about surrogate family trips? We just find a good, fun family to hang with, but it's not really yours. 
They don't even have to be fun. I mean, I've heard a couple stories of people, you know, I, I sort of talk about how difficult maybe it would have been to incorporate myself into the, the, the parents of my my ex-girlfriend's life. It's like, it, it can also help to see like a dysfunctional family in a way that's dysfunctional, different from or greater than your own. It doesn't affect you, you as much. You're right. Well, and then you go home and you go, jeez, oh, what what's my problem? So it makes you feel lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of the gratefulness thing, back to that. I think the key, and this is what I took out of it, and again, I, I try to remind myself of this, is it's much easier to just uh, be happy with what you have rather than trying to acquire what you don't. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. the, the other thing about being grateful. So, you know, I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that you have done Clean my, your chimney. You, I'm Clean grateful your that chimney. you have come and cleaned, cleaned my chimney just because I, I don't want a dirty Santa coming down and freaking chance out. You imagine. Uh, you know, I don't want a really disreputable Santa looking like he's got a three-day growth, and instead you've come. I don't know how he gets down all these chimneys. I mean, there's I millions know. of it's, people it's, here. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, essential question of human nature. Um, in terms of gratefulness, this is the other thing. It's really interesting because we've talked about this. Um, people feel really thankful uh, or, or they feel wealthy people often feel like no luck was involved with their wealth. And we've talked about this. They've done studies where um, people win at Monopoly. The people that win, even if they were given all the pieces beforehand where they had all the great – like Park Place had all the best mm-hmm. pieces, they still think that their skill is the reason that they won. And I've always thought that's fascinating. Most people, when they're successful, they feel like the fact that they were grew up in a good situation had nothing to do with it. They, they generally discount that. And the statistics don't bear that out at all. No. I mean, you, could, you really could just feel thankful. You know, if you take someone that's, say, the president of a country or whatever, generally you can feel thankful that you, you were born in that country for that to be possible in the first place. Right. I mean, often you, it, there's, there's thousands of places you could be born into where there'd be no chance you could ever do what you've done, whatever it is right, you're doing. Right, you, you grow up, you're hungry, you die. Right, right. And that's why I think we've got to be kind of careful. And I don't want to get too political on the show, but I do think we're going to be a little bit more careful about the idea politically that, you know, everyone has a right just to pull themselves up with their bootstraps, but the government, really, it's not their obligation to help. Yeah. It's not the you know it's not the government's fault. It's not the government's problem. Uh, you know we don't want to hand well, out you know, state. So even a pseudo meritocracy like we have, you're still saying to people you can you can change your position and get to. I mean Jay Z, you know. Well, you don't want to hand out state. We want to be giving handouts. There's a lot of people warning against that. That could ruin our country. And here's the thing about that. I love it. I always give handouts. I well, put my hand out. I shake a homeless person's I give, hand. I yeah, give I've, them $500, I give them, $700. Yeah, I give and receive hand jobs, uh, hmm. depending on where the mistletoe is. It's, hmm. it's important to, to do sexual jokes in the middle of a serious conversation. That's it has to saying. be done. It has to happen just to people keep some interest. The bottom line is You can't this. just have the meat and not the potatoes. Yeah. I'm talking about the dick meat yeah. and the potato balls. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Even though it doesn't rhyme, you've got me. I think we should go to Brazil right now. All I'm trying to say is it concerns me when I hear about everyone worrying about this country doing handouts. Um, because here's what happens if you don't, if you look historically at different great nations. If you don't take care of the lower class at all, ever, they get pissed off enough where, where they feel disgruntled and they, they steal your shit. 
So it behooves you to make sure everybody's educated and has somewhat of an equal chance. Yeah, but it's just so It's nothing to do with this bleeding heart uh, generosity. It has nothing to do with being a generous person. It's just practical to not having a lot of really pissed off people who are uneducated trying to steal your shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, but human nature is sort of, you know, sacrifice anything for the survival of you and those around you. You mean say that again? Well, just that, you know, people don't every day go, well, you know, I better keep the lower classes happy. They're just kind of like about themselves. Well, that's all I'm saying is this is why on Christmas I'm just saying let's just be nice to people because people are getting pissed. And that's no good for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm going to start. I'm going to take us to a new section. This this one we've never done before. It's called until they think of a better name for it. This is Tweedalize. Some people call this Tweedalize. Other people have other names for it. You know, they have other types of ways they like to think of it. I I've never heard of anyone yeah, like, bring up another name. Well, yeah, a couple of people. Like some people. I mean, like, truly, yeah, like I. I think I've only heard it referred to as Tweedalize. Yeah, no, that's just a working title. I think a lot of people have different ways they like to think of it. Like some people what like to think of it. What would any of those be? I mean, well, I like uh, better tweet. So tweet and better, better and tweet. tweet. Surrender. That's one. You know, I, those are like big head Todd fans like that. Um, other people, you know, they're fans of more of the 80s rock. They, they like to think of it as, uh, do the Russians tweet their children too? Sounds like a song from the 1800s. Yeah, it did at the time, too. Yeah, it really it never it never aged well. We like to call it Tweetalize, and I'm going to read one of your tweets. You have a, you're a great tweeter. That's why people follow you on this, uh, this new thing called Twitter. You write uh, a few days ago, it was my grandfather who in Philadelphia... Uh, in 1944, coined the term circusy for vaginas that were tinted and had clowns in them. I had no idea your mm. grandfather coined that phrase, circusy. That, uh, circusy. For vaginas that, that had sweet, tinted. That's sweet, sweet circusy. For vaginas that were tinted and had clones in them. I didn't know that was a yeah, phrase. That's part of a series. I need you to read the whole thing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, you want me to go further back? Well, it's very frustrating. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to the jokes you write. The one, this is a tweet before that. Yeah, just do Ever all, notice? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll read a bunch of them. Anyway, back to the jokes. Ever notice circus peanut are more circus than peanuts, and they aren't that circusy? Oh. That's the first okay. one. And then the second that one That was is. like the, the prequel right there to the joke I just told. The second one was, it was my grandfather in Philadelphia in 1944 coined the term circusy for vaginas that were tented and had clowns in them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you write, of course, my grandfather also believed Philadelphia was in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So few took him seriously enough to credit him with terms terms he coined. Mm, That's frustrating. That's always been a tough one. He Mm -hmm. just he did. He wasn't clear on which cities. It's not over yet because you like to use tweet as more of a, you know, lengthy diatribe. Uh, He did, however, coin the term, quote, Philadelphia was in Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> to express when he was confused about Michigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you do that. Now you've got. I like that. Wait a second. We're not tw- talking about that. 12 8. Yeah. I just. I like this. I like that set of tweets. I think that should be in your uh, tweeting book. I'm doing a lot of tweeting books right now. You know and how I would describe 8. that tweet? I would describe it as better tweet. So tweet and better, better and tweet. 
surrender. I keep trying to think of a song that has the word sweet or something like that in it. I can't think of anything. So I don't want to think about music. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you, what were you thinking? Want, give me that disco tweet. Yeah. Uh, that's that song, Give Me That Disco Meat. So mm, I switched yeah, it up a little bit. Yeah, you switched it right, up. All right, so 13 you wrote, Thing, uh, Things No One Has Ever Said. I had such fun this weekend. I spent most all of it at the airport. Yeah, I spent the entire trip at the airport pretty much, that trip. I had like six layovers that got ruined by the weather. Yeah. Now, I'm toying easy. with the idea of domesticating a javelina. Such yeah. lovable creatures. Yeah, javelina. Oh, javelina. Javelina. Those are, those are um, have you seen javelinas? I don't spend a lot of time around animals that have a J in their name that's pronounced <laughs> in a Latino. <laughs> is it javelina or javelina? It is javelina. Okay, it's funny. My wife, we were, they, they look lovable if you just see one of them. They're like little pigs, sort of. <laughs> uh, we were in uh, Arizona, and they look lovable. So I went to take a picture with one, and then my wife started motioning me, like, get out of there. Like, she really was freaking out. I looked behind me, and, like, six javelinas had gathered to charge me. And are they pigs? And, and it was, they're like, they're like a mix between, like, they're like pigs with, with husks and stuff. They're like, they're very scary looking creatures. Tusks. tusks. They have husky tusks. Uh, they got real yeah. fat tusks. They have husky tusks. You fat tusks. Yeah, and they don't Pig. even, they That's don't, yell they don't even brush their tusks or their husks. And they started to charge me, and I ran into the car. It was really like a, a scene from a sitcom. It was, it was really scary. They're terrifying creatures when they gather together and right. charge yeah, you. Well, group, uh, they're very territorial. Um, but they seem kind of lovable uh, if you just have, say, one at a time. You know? You've never seen them? I've never seen a hobby. Can you show him a picture? Is there a place we can show him yeah, a picture? I did, uh, I did uh, so, see that you, yeah. you wrote... Uh, yeah. I'm looking for a mob to hang out with, but they all seem so angry. Yeah. Why are mobs so angry? Like, they, why aren't there friendly mobs? It's never mobs? a positive mob. It's never a positive no one, mob. No one's got pitchforks and torches because they want to bail hay <laughs> and sort of burn down all the negative aspects of the property. Uh, you also wrote 12 eight. I'm so bored. I just read a bunch of Facebook posts. My God. And now I'm looking at a picture of a javelina. It looks like a fucking hedgehog got face fucked by a warthog. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. Uh, it's sort of the Nancy Grace of animals, isn't it? It's the Nancy Drew of who cares. Yeah, it really is. The last one, the Facebook posts. Uh, do you read? Sometimes I'm bored. I do. And I'll read a face. I can only get through two or three Facebook posts before someone posts somebody that, something that upsets me. Is that the case with you? Do you ever read Facebook posts? I tend to find... How low can you... I mean, how many can you read before something pisses you off and you block somebody? Um, I don't know. I mean, I... I can read a fair amount. I'll put up with... A lot of people are annoyed by it. I, I, I can put up a fair amount with... Especially if people are trying to be clever, you know? But... It's such a waste of time. Facebook, all that stuff is such a waste of weird, trivial conversation and musings that we just didn't miss five years ago. No one was going like, God, right now, I wish I knew with that guy who I don't really like and wouldn't ever hang out with, but I do know him and his 
family. I've met them once or twice. I wonder what he's doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and sometimes it gets so personal. That's the other weird thing. Like people will reveal something very private about something that happened. Well, that their... can be good if you have a lot of followers and they relate to what you're talking. Now, I know about. we talk about personal stuff on this show, but we only have twelve and a half listeners. What I'm saying is, yeah, but even you know, on Twitter, you know, I, it's I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've gotten in fights about this about you know being too revealing over Twitter. I have friends and 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 a lady friend that sort of say, well. You know, you should. This not supposed to air our dirty laundry. And my motivation is not to do anything other than say, like, I'm going through. I have an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you can relate to it, and that's it. Yeah. And you know what? I I, I should I should backpedal here. It, there's there's no established norm for any of this stuff at this point. It's free for all. It's also new. So everybody and it's, sees and it's it. Change before established. And, norms and everybody can sees come it. Everybody sees it and uses it for different reasons. And for me to judge that, it's a little ridiculous because because people do it. They need it for different reasons. That's absolutely right. And whatever they're getting out of it, uh, maybe that's fine. You're absolutely right about that. But I still don't read it for the entertainment of it that often. I don't taint it for the entering of it. <laughs> we had to make, do a little mic adjustment there, and that's what TJ was doing. No, sound like a real dirty daddy. I'd like to. Do you think I could? You want some of that honey? You're going to have to open up this bear shaped <laughs> container first. Do you that's think... what I used to tell the ladies at Columbia. Do you think. I, My I, dick looked like a honey bear, honey jaw. Do you think I might... Tish school of the arts. <laughs> and this is why... We, you would rather I was not on the show. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I love having you on the show. No, I love having you on the show. I would rather not be on the show because... I ran out of viable jokes and gags and bits, like, I'd say six months ago. This is all kind of... <laughs> derivative of myself <laughs> and what I'm what I'm deriving it from is not a particularly award winning version <laughs> of what comedy radio and podcasting should be. So uh, overall you know, <laughs> Well this is what we this is the challenge we yeah, this is the challenge we're faced with by doing a show with a format where it's just uh two guys talking to each other over and over again. However, I think we find new ground. For example I would like to – do you think I could tag along on your uh, family trip? I'd like to meet your grandpa in Philadelphia, Michigan. Do you think we could do that? Well, he's dead. You know, he died. Um, you know how they have the – in Philadelphia, they have that cracked bell? Yeah. Liberty Bell? Yeah. Well, he was in Michigan and I don't know what city he was in, but he thought it was Philadelphia and he saw a giant bell and yeah. he thought it was the Liberty Bell. So he went to take a picture with it, and he realized it wasn't cracked. So he thought they'd mended it or something. So he hit it as hard as he could uh, with a metal baseball bat to try and crack it. And yeah. the sound, yeah, the vibration of the it, sheer vibration of it, was so strong that he died. No, that's how the, he died. That very moment. Wow. That was in Philadelphia, Michigan? No. Oh, that was the actual was Philadelphia some, Liberty no, 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 no. It was some city in Michigan that he thought was Philadelphia. Oh, okay. But the vibration from trying to create the Liberty Bell killed him. That's, that's just such a rare way to die. Yeah. They say he died with a smile on his face, but it was because another person near him 
was sort of chuckling to themselves about a Facebook post they had read, was smiling, died, and fell on top of him. <laughs> Thus, the smile was on his face when he died. You see, you've never told me that story before. There is still new things for us to I got to say, I don't think I've told anyone that story except for my <laughs> grandfather. And he was dead when I told him the story because he died during the story. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty... I, I think we should continue if, to if do you, the show. Another one about how uh, my great aunt uh, uh, hate fucked a Chinese lantern. That is another story you haven't delved into. We'll get so to I think that we have. I think we have yeah, stuff. That, time, I think it's important we keep doing this podcast because, as, as much as you might think you're uh, repeating the past, um, there there sounds like there's a lot yet to learn about your, just, your family. It was pelvic thrusts and thin thin paper <laughs> for as far as the eye could see. We're going to do an episode called uh, Family Tree, where we discuss some of the things that uh, created your your situation. Because this would explain a lot in terms of your family shrub. Yeah, so you should call uh, it. yeah, family shrubbery. Let's 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 uh, let's finish it up with the uh, like eighty five percent of superheroes. This is maskers. Maskers, guys, we hope you have a great holiday and you know, keep listening to the show. We're, yeah, we're, come back to us once we, the holidays are done. If you guys also. Could you tell somebody else about the show so we could have 13 and a half if listeners? You feel, could you do that? If you feel like you're just a fat, ugly, holiday jug of a person, mm-hmm. just a lot remember, of us do. remember, and you do, yeah. yeah. Just remember that, you know, no matter how bad it gets, you're not a person who's wearing a barrel as your clothes. That's, yeah, that's a first, yeah. You know, Be like a mascot. Yeah, thing. yeah. Right. But that also... You're not you know, a lot of these people that wear barrels not as their yeah. clothing, it's, they're doing it for fun. It's, right. it's part of a, a yeah. sporting event some or people some have sort to, of Niagara yeah. Falls thing. Right. right. But some people Some have people to. actually have to. And so you, you, be grateful you're not wearing a barrel. No matter how bad you season. feel about sort of going overboard this holiday season, just know that you don't have to wake up in the morning and go, well, what barrel am I going to wear today? It's not a good thing. A white cherry oak, a mahogany barrel. <laughs> Or this kind of lighter birch barrel. <laughs> how how and you're calling somebody going? How how formal is this event? How fancy is this party? Which barrel should I should I wear? If you can be thankful for nothing but that, you know, feel good that you're not wearing a barrel around your waist. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, no, no. That's yeah. let's pick that up. That is, uh, yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to bring it up. I get it, I get it. But, uh, um, look, I, Maya put, I put a few barrels on my credit when I bought a new wardrobe, Maya. and they have been calling, calling, <laughs> calling to collect. And you'd think I'd be able to pay for it, but I blew all my money on carnival games, and I gotta say. I made so much money doing Yogi Bear 3D that I thought another one's coming. Yogi Bear 3D oh, 2D is going to come, and it hasn't come yet. And yet, I just I'm buying barrels like they're going out of style. Also, I heard you're ne- they've never been in style. <laughs> no one is wearing barrels. I got to say, also very difficult to drive with the wearing barrels. a barrel. Yeah, yeah, you need a certain type of car and a certain type of seat to accommodate a barrel. Easier to just roll in the barrel that is your clothing to your destination. Unless it's over five miles away, then I just find myself vomiting and vomiting. Yeah. I wore a barrel for a year, and I just used a go-kart. 
That's usually the That's best. That's how you ended up doing it. You need an open-air vehicle. I had a Segway, but it was never wide enough to really accommodate, to accommodate the, the barrel. barrel. Mm-hmm. The barrel, yeah. You know what's interesting is to go on a balloon, travel by balloon in a barrel. And yeah, well, I think that, like a sort of a bigger Segway, if you can get the right speed up, it, it sort of makes it all worth at that moment when somebody says, you know, and he just came barreling towards us. Because <laughs> you literally have a barrel on. I mean, they're not... It's a literal interpretation of someone <laughs> saying that about you. Um, we have Maya Penguina writes, uh, what did the prototype Santas look like before everyone settled with the current one? Example, he always had a beard. Okay. The original Santa, I think, is Norwegian and would come and was wicked also. You know, and all these Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales were very dark. And there's a real darkness to it. The prototype, the platonic view... Of um, of a Santa Claus, I think it's just you know I don't even think it's fat. I think they used to be thin. I think it's just like the summer it's Santa, judge, it's like judge, the July Santa. It's judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's well, a, I don't think people used to leave them candy and stuff the way they do now. And I think that's part of the thing: the candy, the McFlurries, the Oreo cookie sleeves. Before, I think they left them different stuff, like different. Uh, Has anyone know, just, you ever known received skim coal? milk this year? How about that skim milk? For Santa, Who skim, skim milk, milk and tilapia. Yeah, come on. Keep it deep. Coal in that you want to go there. Coal in well, the uh, no. How how many how many people have ever received coal? That would be on bad there on on Christmas Day. How many? Mm. What percentage? I feel like almost nobody does. As a and joke? That, a, well, no, 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 no. As a joke? Not as a joke. For I real. Think some of these kids, if they're fucking assholes, that they should year, get coal. Give them coal. Make mm, it real. Give it. Yeah, I like. This and I'm idea. not going to argue with Santa, but just give them coal. You know what? Make them cry. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. Give your kids call. And wear a barrel. See what it's like. Wear a barrel. Come downstairs and say, kids, you got coal this year. It's real. You were a horseshit son this year. You were a horseshit son. Here's your coal. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Last one, and I know we got to get out of here. You got to go do some more chimney sweeping. From what I understand. I've got the rest of Manhattan um, Beach and all of this yeah. goddamn Marina Del Rey. Yeah. Ross uh, at Wochi writes, would you consider a Santa beard a type of mask? This is, uh, I think he's referring to this, show, this part of the show. It's called Maskers. These motherfuckers. I, I, if you can't rob a bank in it without people knowing who you are, it's not a mask. That's my definition. Mm-hmm. So if you just have a beard on, that's not a mask. Didn't just, they have different? Uh, even this. Didn't even, they have different uh, outfits? Even that Zorro mask. Didn't they have different masks mask. on in the movie Heat? Didn't they? Is that the same movie where they had masks when they robbed no, the bank? No, 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 no. I'm sort of disappointed that yeah. you. I didn't. It was a different one. Yeah, the only. Well, they we would wear hockey uh, masks. Yeah, you're right. It was different. But it, it was in different. Two Guns, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington's uh, action comedy triumph. It, it, it truly, you know, the, the best bank robbing with masks scene is in that film. Oh, Point Break, they had masks, right? Yeah, they had uh, the, the ex-presidents. But, you know, Point Break is not the movie where uh, where Pacino said, she's got a big ass. No, that's heat. Yeah. I, I've been asking people lately, and I don't know if this is just because of the imminent depression that sort of permeates every moment of every of your existence. second of my life. <laughs> 
But I've been asking people a lot. Say, Listen to me. Point blank. Do you like point blank? <laughs> hey, listen. Point blank. Do you like point blank? And it's it's harder than you would think. Sometimes I say, you know, point blank. Do you like point blank? Or yeah, you know, it's hard to say. Point point break. Do you like point blank? No one will ever know what you're saying. But if you can really <laughs> sit across from them, look them in the eye, and say, point blank. Yeah. Do you like point break? Point break. I think you can get a really honest answer, and I think Point Break is one of those movies that really shows you a lot more than about a person than you would even imagine. If somebody likes Point Break, I, I like it. I, I think I don't think you've it's a good not, sign if you like. Point oh, really? Break. I don't think it's a great sign. I think it means you don't take it, things very seriously. I don't think you marry someone that loved Point Break. That yeah, loved I can't it. agree with this. Really? This is insane. Okay, we're never going to get married. I'm fine with that. Yeah. My main thing is... Most I, of the people that you fucked through the, the South American country of Brazil probably didn't love Point Break. That was exclusively how I found sexual partners <laughs> down there. In the uh, Punta uh, Rompio. That's what they call it down there. Listen, buddy, I see someone uh, flaring up their, uh, their, their flag in the next-door neighbor's house. They want their... Their chimney done. Chimney swept. Okay, so listen, buddy. Hey, it. to everybody who's listening. I think if you like Point Break, hey, you, we're gonna, you haven't. You're, there's something about you where you don't take yourself too seriously. You're willing to have fun and go on the ride. And you understand that surfers can also be bank robbers. I like that. I I, I don't think I would oh, marry anyone. I don't anyone. have a problem with the point of it. I don't know. The Point but Break you've, of it. You've taken me to a breaking point <laughs> because I'm saying that I, I don't think I would marry someone who doesn't like Point Break. Mm, That's yeah. how... We're never going to marry the, fir- the same person, which bothers me. I thought that was our plan, to marry the same person. We talked about that for about 20 uh, minutes. Gosh. Over it's Skype. Gonna, frustrating. Oh, yeah. Listen, we have uh, – Nerdist isn't going to release any pods for the next couple of weeks. So you're just going to have to go back through the backlog and listen to yeah, why the don't show. You gonna, why go back I, to why the start. Time. I'm, I'm doing a big tour in February yeah. uh, nationwide. So keep an eye out for that. Come see Cash do live stand-up. But as far as the podcast goes, we're going to take a little while off. Go and listen to the ones you haven't listened to. Yeah. Well, it's we're going to so take easy. Christmas and uh, New Year's off. And we'll be back after that, right? Yeah. And uh, and Nerdist isn't releasing any pods during that period, from our understanding. We want you to have a great holiday, a safe holiday. Put a barrel around your waist. Put a barrel Put on. Put a mustache beard and on your forehead. walk up to somebody and say, you know, this is always fun to go. Hey, is this eggnog? Uh, is this non-alcoholic or alcoholic? And then if they, whatever they say, pull out a, a little fifth of rum and pour it into the eggnog and go, and I guess we answer that question. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christ. And then just pass out if you can in that very moment. <laughs> That's really the way to do it. Twas the night after Christmas and all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse None of that sounds vaguely like a Christmas song. Now leaving Nerdist.com 